Welcome to the show. It is the True Life Not Doritos podcast. Um, that is a reference to an event that happened three or four years ago, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. Uh, the person you're listening to talking right now is B. Lion, and we also have Josh Jackaboo, or Josh Jack, as he's also known um, on the show. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks. That was pretty good. Thank you. Did you go to broadcasting school or anything, or did you just um, kind of... No, I just uh, I just got that smooth radio delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, well, I didn't get a chance to listen back to the show, because uh, this job, uh, still working this uh, nigger job, and uh, it's draining now me. Now, when you say that, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not even saying that because it's like all black people working. I'm saying it because... You know, like I said, sometimes, like I said, they're all about getting the work done, and they don't give you a break, and it just kind of feels like slave labor. When I think of slave, I I think of a certain word that was used. Oh, I okay. I, I was, like, not following what you meant, but I get it. So yeah. your job sucks. Now, I got downtime in the morning a little bit, and... I go on YouTube and I was watching a bunch of these prank videos. And most of these videos are fake. You can just tell by the reaction. You can tell by the way you you and I have shot some prank videos before in Walmart. We shot them in drive-thrus. And you know, it's very hard to get the even the right camera angle, let alone a reaction. And these camera angles are all perfect and the person is just walking right up and I was I was just thinking about it, and I was like, well, two points, I guess. One is, I, I think I asked you about this last episode, but you took down all your videos. Oh, right. I still need to look into that. Um, you don't have to put them up, but I was just what I was saying. You, you no, took down not even videos. that. I just want to know if it's archived. Yeah, it's in there. But I was thinking to myself, have you ever, you used to be a YouTube uh, partner. Yes. Uh, I mean, I still technically am. I just don't have the videos up. Now, what's the most you've like? What's the most you've made? Like, what's the furnace you got as far as I? Sure. So I would say roughly over the entire time of doing it, maybe um, eighty dollars or so. I never had like any huge like big hits in terms of like the amount of views or anything like that. Um, I, I did one time have sort of a scam going on that got shut down quickly, not a scam in the traditional sense of like ripping anybody off, but, uh, it was a different channel I had where I would post clips from the, uh, Opie and Anthony show and then, and then put advertisements on them and that started to add up quick. And then they caught on to what I was doing and they're like, yeah, you can't do this shit. But from my legitimate... Uh, way of doing things, uh, about eighty bucks maybe. Oh, so did did they pay you for that? Yeah, it goes into your AdSense account uh, with Google. You really, I really don't think you have to do much to get it going, other than make sure that you don't turn ads on for anything that could potentially have like copyrighted material. Yeah, have you it's... ever uh, done that? Well, because, yeah, they sent me a thing recently, and they said, uh, 
they gotta send me a pin in the mail or something. Did you? Did I, yes, did I, I remember that. Yeah, they gotta send me a pin in the mail, and then I, I'm only up to fifteen dollars right now. But uh, yeah, is that from a decent amount of uh, video views? I don't know. I mean, it's not eighty dollars, so it's not nearly what you were right. getting. But uh, but you just started, right? Well, on my main channel, this is weird. For some reason, for the longest time, they wouldn't let me do it on my main channel because I had some copy, I had some strikes and all that stuff. So my other yeah. two channels had to add revenue on there, and then all of a sudden, out the blue, it just randomly got approved on my main channel. But the problem uh-huh. is, it's kind of too late because a lot of the views that I videos that I had they got views, I couldn't make money off them, and now it's like they don't really get much views anymore. So well, you have your your one famous humping, dry humping video. Yeah, right? yeah, man. That's that. I think it's something like six hundred thousand or something right now. Holy shit! Wow, really? Yeah, and I could have made money off that, but you see, see, that's over the course of eleven years, though. Now, do you have that? Do you have ads turned on for that video now? I don't, I think now, but see, it's kind of like I said, it's too late now. It's like I don't think I'm going to make much now. Yeah, I mean, people, I would guess people are more likely to find a video with 600,000 views than finding one of your other videos with less views. Then again, I don't know how that actually works. Something that I did recently was there's a new Eminem album coming out. So I I took a bunch of my recent songs for the year and I made it into like a CD and I put a fake Eminem title from his new album coming out. And it's got 1,500 views. <laughs> oh, shit. But How but recently did you do that? I did it last Monday. And uh, it's oh, funny because people are like, some people are saying, wow, this is like, this stuff's fire. Like, they're being sarcastic. Like, wow, this guy can rap. This is his best <laughs> album yet. And then other people are like, Who, whoever made this is lame. And some people are laughing. And I think I have eight thumbs up and 30 thumbs down. But uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. It's like it's a good way to trick people. To... You're getting views, yeah. I mean, um, that's cool. I I don't think I've gotten that many views on any video I've put up in forever. But also, I don't have those videos turned on. Um, that's cool. Do you think you can get in trouble for like saying? Oh, you think it's the reason for so many thumbs down is the people who were all excited to see the actual album? That would be my guess. Yeah, they expected. But I've had people do that before. Like I've had when I used to look up albums, I used to have people they would put their shit on there. Yeah, you know. So I figured I'll do that. But I can't. I don't think I can get paid for this because YouTube already. Even though it's my own original content, they said something like it's. uh, it's not a copyright strike, but it just has copyrighted material or something, so I don't think I get anything for it. But it's pretty funny. Uh, I'm glad people are clicking on it and adhered. I put my ball skin song first. And then... Ball skin, yes. That... <laughs> the fucking visual of that is so gross that it's good. It's funny. I, I think that. How many views does that thing have? I think that doesn't even have 100 yet. It's got like Shit. eighty something, ninety something. Yeah, do you think people would like it if you called that like the new I don't know, Katy Perry video or some shit? 
Yeah, probably. Like I said, I think people would like it. I mean, I I, re- I recorded the song last night, uh, another like raunchy song. You know, it's called "Selfish with Your Pussy," and I I can't. Is it based on anything? Well, yeah, it's based on. Well, I was doing my sober commentary with drunk people segment. I came up with this melody randomly. I was like, "These chicks are selfish with their pussy." They're <laughs> selfish with their pussy, and I and I did it a few times on stage. <laughs> Yeah, and then I just made a rap song, like on a club club beat last night out of it, and uh, I think people would like it. But it's, the problem is, it's just I don't have a name, so I'm lucky if even even the people who subscribe to my channel. I wish there was. This is gonna sound weird. I wish there was a way to get rid of the subscribers on my channel, at least most of them, because mm-hmm. some of them have subscribed to me because I put up an old Howard Stern clip, or I put up so you know like a a Mark Merritt clip from a year, many years ago or something. And mm-hmm. they're not they're, they're not interested in my content. They subscribed to me because they thought, oh, this guy's going to keep putting up Howard Stern clips. So I wish there was a way to kind of delete everybody and start over again. But uh, when I put I, what my main mm-hmm. channel, I have uh, almost 500 subscribers. Now you might think, wow, that's great. Well, it's not because 80-something percent of these people don't give a fuck about anything I put up. They don't care about my podcast or my songs or or anything. So, do you think that uh, are, are there ever any instances where people go on there first to check out like a Howard Stern clip or something, and then later on they have become interested in in your show or your no, but other wh- content? But one thing I have noticed that I think is funny is uh, this is something I actually enjoy. I actually like losing subscribers. Now, I put up this clip from about a year ago on my channel. Uh, Howard Stern comments about Artie and Stuttering John talking about him on the podcast. And I get comments to this day about it. I think it's up to like 400,000 views right now. And people were subscribed to my channel. My subscribers were going up every day, like three or four. Subscribers. But then when I, when I would put up my stuff, my yeah. content... I would lose four subscribers, so I would kind of laugh, <laughs> and I actually enjoy that. I like weeding people out. I'm like, because they, they, once again, they, they shouldn't have subscribed to my channel just because they heard some Howard Stern clip. So maybe it is sort of a natural process then. You start putting your stuff up, and then the people who just went there for that stuff end up leaving. But then the people who stay, I don't, I don't, they don't even listen to my stuff, so that's why I said no. I wish I can just start over, kind of just... I don't think anybody's listening to my stuff. I'm just like, what? Is, what are you people, you know, on my on my channel for? But I don't know. Mm. Oh, I should mention. So the the other show you were talking about, your drunk sober commentary. Um, that's on another show that you do. Yeah. The uh, the Josh Cast, right? The Crotch Cast, according to you. Yep, the Crotch Cast. Did I say that? Well, th- what were you referring to? I think when I listened to the show and you guys were trashing me, I think you said you're listening to the Crotchcast. Oh, I don't. I you know what? I I don't know if that even was an insult or. I just, think it was like, because that's usually what I do for been. my show. Remember, I used to say, "Hey, you, I think you're kind of." Uh, do you? Where is the? Sh- uh, did you uh, take down the show because you're like re-uploading uh, or something? Which show? The BED show. No, it's still up there. 
Oh, because I, I always just, is it on a BED page now or something? Yeah, so I wanted to keep the feed separate simply to not confuse people. Like, if they're, like, I like the idea of a podcast network or something like that, but I think I'd rather do that in the form of a website or, or like a an app or something if I could get an app made if if anybody I knew could make apps. Can you? No, I don't know how to do that. You're not an app. Did you go to school for IT or something like that? Yeah, but I, I it took me so long to complete it and I took, you know, so many classes over and stuff and they didn't teach me. I didn't have a class where I did apps. I did take a web design class. Yeah. But I never took a class where they taught me how to make an app. How are you with web design? Are you good? Um, I, I could do coding, but if I have a book and stuff like that, but I think, I, I don't know, I think anybody can. Like, I, you know, I, here's the thing. I majored in IT because I was on the computer all day. Yeah. And I was like, I might as well, you know, try to do this for work. I want to get a computer job. I can sit on my ass. And then uh, I realized in class that I was not computer savvy like these other kids who are actual right. real nerds. Like, you think you know what you're doing because you do it, and then you're like, oh, shit, these people are fucking, like, crazy. Well, I didn't think I knew what I was doing. It was just more like I just wanted to learn some stuff, and I I wanted to get an office job, and then now I'm working a fucking uh, labor job, and I'm like, I want a job where I can sit down all day and just do whatever, do data entry or do, even if it's boring, just to sit on my ass and not have to stand on my feet, but... Yeah, I, I majored in IT just to take up something, and then now my degree, I'm not doing anything with it, really. It's not, I've been trying for years to try to get at least even a data entry job, and I can't get that, so. They won't hire you? Uh, they, they probably want someone with a bachelor's degree. Seems like an associate's degree means nothing. I, I'm i done with school. I'm not going for my bachelor's. I just settled with an associate's. So what, um, you got your associate's, um, and when did you start school? Just curious. I started in. I don't know if the listeners curious, but I am. Uh, two thousand nine, and I finished in two thousand fifteen. So almost six years it took me. Okay. But I want to say that my parents didn't really help me. You know, they. I had the only parents that, you know, didn't want me to go to college. Yeah, you know what? My dad's parents were like that too. Actually, I um, I'm by the way, I'm I started. School. I think I started college in like twenty. I want to say twenty twelve, and I have yet to. And it's twenty seventeen now, so five years later, and I have yet to got get any type of degree. So I've been. Were you taking psychology classes? So I was majoring in uh, psychology. So that was my first class. That makes sense because you seem like you mind fuck a lot of people. <laughs> Care to expand on that? I don't know. It seems like you're. I don't know. I feel like sometimes you play mind games. I can't tell sometimes if you. With you? I I can't tell if you're like you're serious or you're joking. Sometimes. All right. Is it? Does it have anything to do with the fact that I I often speak? You mean like via text? Do you mean in um, person where I'm a kind of a monotone sound? I sound passive aggressive. Uh, that type of. I don't deal. know. I I think like. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes, like, uh, like, 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 the, you always change your number, and and 
I always change my number. What do you, my phone number? Yeah, you always have a different number. Like you never had the same number probably more than six months. And no way, I've had this phone number since I would say at least for the last three, maybe four years. Hmm. Um, I've had occasions where I've been too late. You know what? I do have about three phone numbers, and I'll tell you why. One of them is just a Google uh, Hangouts phone number, which I can use from anywhere. So if my phone's dead, I can use it from the computer. Uh, the other phone number is this one. And then the other phone number, I got this, this, this old free phone that for some reason still works. And so if I ever lose my, lose my primary phone, which I occasionally... I sound like an asshole saying my primary phone. But uh, if I ever lose this, then I will just use the, the that free phone. So that's my deal. I don't I don't have any uh, any any weird like identity multiple uh, identities. I'm I'm trying to to pull. Uh, well, what, what were you saying about the? You were gonna say something about the classes. Oh right, I got I reacted to what you were saying. Um, yeah, so I took psychology, and then um, to do another to take another psychology class, I had to take a prerequisite in English. I took an English class, and then I took another English class, which I don't think I needed to take. And then I decided after that, it had been maybe three, four years. And this is just the fourth class that I, I started. Uh, I was like, you know what? I've done stand-up uh, plenty of times. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to take this public speaking class and just, like, kill it. And it fucking wasn't easy at all. It was not easy. Yeah. Because I didn't really... I was been lazy with stand-up for, like, like... A lot of times just kind of show up with no material and that's how I did my speeches and you can't really riff in a speech in the same way so yeah I got I got like a C but I was all cocky in the beginning and it really did not play out very well and that's the last class I've taken in two years mm. you know, it's yep. never too late you know I know. I got, like, I know. I know. It, maybe if I wasn't so shitty with, uh, I don't know. I I, ha I might even have the money to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just a fuck up. Hopefully not forever. Yeah. Just, uh, I've started and stopped so many projects, which you're, you know, aware of. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think that and you might take offense to this, but I think that sometimes you're a guy who's, uh, I feel like you're bored, which is nothing wrong with that. I'm bored too, but I feel like sometimes you make it seem like you want to do things like, oh, I want to do this to make money or I want to, but I think you're just actually bored. There's nothing wrong with that. But Meaning like I start an activity yeah, and I'm just like, fuck this. Yeah, because you have a lot of different ideas. Like, oh, I want to do this type of show, and then one yeah, episode, and I want to do. I think you're just, you know, there's no wrong with that. I mean, I'm no, I get, I totally get it, and I'm finally feeling like I'm, I'm getting to a better place with that. 
I don't know if it's yeah, it's like I start something and then I get comfortable with it, and then after getting somewhat comfortable with it, I I give up and I'm like, but I, I decided fairly recently to not expend you know creative energy or or energy in general in too many directions. Um, I I originally I had that show embarrassed that I started filming. I am going to edit that footage and put it in a in a some kind of clip, but but uh, it, it's an like a web series that I was working on, and I realized you know I'm focusing on so many things and I'm not really writing that. I thought that I could like so many things just show up and do things without preparation. So th- that project suffered simply from not focusing. So anyway, the way. I guess I would I'm trying to bring it back to that is say if I care more about I don't know I just feel like I'm doing a little better now call it ADHD or boredom or whatever you want to call it I know you didn't call it that but uh yeah dude I I think I'm I'd like to think I'm in a better place with that now but yes all over the place yeah what do you think about uh like does does the does you change your opinion about Louis C.K. now that he uh, admitted that he uh, did what he did? So change okay. So yeah, it's a weird thing. So I mean, if if you don't know about it, if people listening don't know about it. He he was masturbating. Uh, he would just like masturbate in I think four women or so, four or five women. Uh, said that like. They, I think they said against their will, he just like started jerking off, got completely naked and started jerking off in front of them. And, um, and then he apologized. So he got, there was, that was something that was known for maybe the last two or three years by most comics that I knew. Uh, and most, yeah, basically people aware of the comedy community. And then I guess I'm thinking with the Harvey Weinstein scandal and all the different showbiz uh, and political uh, sexual assault cases, uh, plus the fact that Louis is putting out a very strange movie uh, called I Love You, Daddy, which has some weird sexual tones to it. I think people were just like fed up with hearing about the rumors and New York Times ended up doing that article talking about it. Anyway, that's just for people who don't know. Uh, I think it's a good... uh, He's the first person I know who was actually aware of... Or who was willing to apologize. And not like a bullshit apology like Harvey did. About like, well, it was different in the uh, 70s or whatever when I started. Uh, And I don't... Plus, people are covering their ass legally. I think it's amazing that he's apologizing for it uh that doesn't mean that like it's not fucking gross and and um yeah just just horrible behavior i don't know i haven't heard women's responses as to like you know if they're okay with it or not uh what are your thoughts on the matter well i mean i don't change my opinion i think i'm just uh still a fan of his, you know, not a huge fan, but, uh, you know, I don't, uh, 
I don't, uh, you know, I'm not going to stop, stop liking him because, you know, what he did. And, uh, you know, there's certain feminist comedians, you know, in this city who I'm sure are all over it. You know, they're all over social media, you know, and they're all making posts about it, I'm sure. Because, once again, they get into comedy. Because, like I said, they just to, you know, go at men instead of being funny because they're not funny. So, you know, I, I'm not going to change my opinion of him, you know, I still like the guy. And it's like, you know, it's weird because it's like, I don't know, it's like, if 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 you lock yourself in a room with a girl and jerk off and she turns the other way, it's, it's still sexual assault. But Well, I mean, look, it's, I don't know, it's gross behavior. I think it's hard to defend what he did. Um, and the word power was thrown around a lot. He was using his power. Like showbiz power, I think is, is yeah. What he, he was using yeah. his power, but you know, um, and what he did was absolutely wrong. But it just seems like it's not the worst thing he could have did. They were comparing some people were comparing him to Cosby, you know. And uh, well, okay, it, you know, it's I, yeah. I mean, Cosby drugged and raped fifty women, um, or so, maybe more. Allegedly, let's not get sued allegedly. Here. Yes, because a lot of people. The, <laughs> Because he would make, yeah, he would sue me. Uh, but, yeah, I know, you kind of have to say that. But I think that uh, we were talking about Louis and the, yeah, I don't think it's Bill Cosby. I think it's, like, kind of, I don't know. It's always weird when people compare the suffering, the experiences between, you know, groups. But uh, I think it's also weird that they people mix sexual sexual harassment and sexual assault i think that those are sexual harassment is you know bad depending on what you're referring to but i don't think that sexual assault i think that sexual assault is clearly a higher offense than uh, harassment Um, and so so there's comics now do you run into a lot of comics like the um I think you're referring to them as like man hating comics or something like that. No, but I, you know, when I used to, some of them added me years ago, back when comedians would just add, add people, and I just know from being on their Facebook for a few months before I confronted them that they're going to be all over it. You know, like you could tell, like they're excited about it. You know, and they're just they're going to make their long post, and you know, and it's just like you could do that, but it's like. I don't know. That that's one of the reasons why I confronted everybody off my Facebook. It was just like uh everybody was making anti Trump posts, which you're welcome to, including yourself. Not to say that I don't want mm-hmm. to see it. And everyone has a right to not like Trump. I go, I get it, but it was that and then I had certain other people tell me, Oh, I love you I love the stuff you post in your Facebook because I was posting more and more dirty, uh offensive stuff than usual, just the I I was I was hoping people would unfriend me. And then I had people mm-hmm. say, oh, I liked your post. I go, why don't you like any of my statuses? They're like, well, I didn't want other people to see it. And I'm like, well, I don't... You want other people to see the dirty things that I like? Yeah, and it's kind of weird because this, I, I only have half of my Facebook. I only had 70 people on there were comedians who started out at the cabaret who don't even do comedy anymore. You know, and, and, and the other comedians who I don't even... Some I don't see anymore. Some do it once in a while. And then there was just some who I do see regularly or semi-regularly, and I'm like, y- you're afraid they're gonna see it, you know? Like that's weird. Like what? That's what are stupid. they? 
like, that would be stupid. Like, oh, I heard you like Josh Jacobu's rape post. You're a piece of shit, you know. It's just like, that's so stupid, you know. So I realized... Yeah. You know, it wasn't just that. It was other things, too. Like, I, I kept posting on my podcast every week. I didn't have to, but I felt obligated to. And then I started mm-hmm. feeling, like, guilty about it. Like, I don't want to post this every week, but I feel like I have to. You felt to. guilty about promoting your show? I felt guilty because I knew... Because nobody was hearing it. Nobody was really listening to it. Because I saw other comedians post their podcasts. And they would get likes and stuff. And if I was lucky, like, John Kenzel would give me a sympathy like or somebody... Or once in a while. And then I got to the point where I was just like, well, now I don't want to post anymore. But now I feel like I'm punishing myself from not posting it. And I just had all these weird thoughts. So I was just like, I, you know, it was just a bunch of things. I was like, I gotta get, I, I just unfriended everybody. I just said, ah, I need a break from this sh- shit. Now my question, I have a question. So, so you said that you, how many of the people do you think of your Facebook list have you seen maybe in the last year? Um, Not now, but before. Before they started deleting you. No, I deleted, I deleted all them. Right. Um, like I said, there was, a, there was like a good, I would say a third of them were people who I didn't see in years. And then there was a third of people who I, I who would come around once a, once a year or something. Like, you know, Matt Reese. Um, you know, he he just started coming back to do comedy. He went through a lot of shit. You know, he almost had a divorce with his wife and all this stuff, and now he's coming back. Someone like him and other people, and uh, it was just like you know. And then another third are people I see every other week or every a few months, you know. But it was it was just more of you know. I was just and plus I wasn't you know I, I don't get on shows much, and I know people say well that's because you're so dirty, but I really don't think it's because that's the only reason because. I know a lot of clean comics so don't get on shows either. It's all about who you know. And uh I was when I first started comedy, it was very easy to get on shows. It was it was more guest spots. It wasn't it was, there wasn't so many comedians, that's why. And now that there's such a high volume and everyone's a comedian, now there's less shows and now it's more clicky than ever. And then these hipster liberal comedians, they're all taking over now and uh I was just you know, that's I was just like, yeah, you know. As a, what's the point of being on Facebook? I'm not going to get shows, and you know. So when when you say compared to when you started uh, doing stand up, that there's a lot more people doing now. Uh, when when did you start? When did you start doing stand up, and when did you notice that it changed? That there became it started becoming a lot more comics at open mics and stuff. Well, I started uh, August of 2009, and then it took a while to start adding people and all that stuff and I never had more than 100 people because I just don't add people like that so and I've I've unfriended a lot of people just for no reason just because if nobody doesn't talk to me or certain people don't well so uh, I would say over the last couple years maybe last three or four years um, it's always been every year more and more people do comedy and the uh, last couple of years has just been a lot. And especially you go down to the city. And um, I go down to the city, there's a lot of comics I don't even see. It's like it's like 30 new ones. I'm like, I don't even know who these people are. And they don't know who I am. And, you know, and, and it's not just that. It's just like, do you, when I first started, all the shows were in Northeast. Um, the Comedy Cabaret was doing guest spots. And then uh, local guys like Matt Reese, Scott Terry, and Dan Mahan. You did one of Dan Mahan's shows, remember? Yeah. 
I um, did it twice. Yeah, in Jersey's. They were putting on shows, so there wasn't any shows in the city. I was getting on more than the comics in the city, and then now over the last couple of years, with good good comedy theater and all these other places, now it's the opposite. Now no one's putting on shows in Northeast, and all the shows are really like downtown. So is, is good good comedy? Is that in Center City? Yeah, Chinatown. Okay. Have you ever gone to or done an open mic or anything over at Punchline? No, I I, I was looking online. I, I thought someone said you can sign up in per uh, on a website, but uh, hey, dude, I'm gonna have to call you back in ten minutes. I gotta take a dump. All right. Have I hate fun. to ruin this podcast flow, but uh, I haven't I haven't shit all day. So well, you better let that flow go in the toilet. <laughs> All right, I'll call you back in like 10 minutes, hopefully. All right, sounds so, good. All right. Hey, are you there? All right. Take visible shit. Yep. That's good. Shit happens. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you should print that on toilet paper. Anyway. Yeah, Charmin's or something. Sure. Sell it. That, that could be your comedy merch. So, um, when you told your uh, other co-host that you were going to do a show with me, what was their reaction? Were they like, fuck that guy, or? Um, no. <laughs> no. I didn't, I actually didn't even talk to, uh, I talked to Inam, I did not talk to our other, uh, co-host, Derek. Actually, wasn't even on the last, uh, show that we recorded over at that side of the woods, or as you like, as you said last time, and I'm playing uh, both sides. Now, when I said that just now, did that sound like one of my mental tricks? One of my passive aggressive? No. Okay, then I'm still tried, still like to know what those are. But anyway, without being too self. Well, you know, you sometimes you just say things, you know. But um, <laughs> I don't know. So no, but sometimes I do think that I do think like like. Maybe maybe not in a malicious way, but I do think maybe sometimes you uh, maybe you do things subconsciously to kind of get people wondering about you. Like we used to leave voicemails on my phone, you know. Remember? Yeah, I sort of remember. I know I would. So so I don't remember what my intention, what my intentions at the time were. I don't. I look. I'm sure that. I have some mental, you know, maybe some manipulative, rude tendencies. Uh, I may have that. I don't know when it's present. Maybe that's something I'm blind to. Uh, did I leave? So so when you said I leave me- left messages, do you mean when I would, like, call and, and leave messages saying just, like, goofy shit or there was, like, some weird song I was, like, singing? Or do you mean, like... I would like say things that were mysterious and you'd have to ask questions to even understand what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. Like, like I felt like uh, sometimes like I, I could tell you sometimes you were trying to be funny and stuff like that. But I, I was just like, I didn't get it. Like I was fine with it because I thought it was funny, but I was just like, hmm. I didn't well, like, are you saying I, I would be like, Hey Josh, so I'm in a pretty fucking shitty mood, and then like I would make you try and guess what the hell I was talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you would kind of just try to get me thinking or trying to. Shit, I see. I, I, yeah, okay. I didn't realize that. Uh, I was, I, I hate when people do that when they're like, you know, I feel like shit, and it's like, oh, really? What's going on? 
I don't want to talk about it. It's like they're saying, like, yeah, I feel like shit, and I want to bring the mood down, but I don't want to, like, address it. And so that sucks. I'm sorry if I did that. I uh, No, it was fine. Like I said, I, always, I, feel, I never took them personal or anything. I Most I of them were funny. I just that I would just think about it and go, I, I was wondering what was the reason behind it. I was like, is he just trying to be funny, or is he... Like, am I... Okay, so, so my question is, do you think I was, like, trying to like fuck with you in a in a malicious way in like a in a mean way no but i mean there, there's I, I remember one time there was one or two times i think you left one where you're like uh you, you said something like hey like you're like hey jack off go fuck yourself and, oh dude. and then there was another time where i think you said uh you did like an intro for my show and then you're like josh cast that's the fucking gayest name ever something like that and it was fine. I thought, <laughs> no way, that's a joke. I, no, no, no. I took it as a joke. I took it as a joke. I thought it was funny, but I, but I, but but there was so many different voicemails. Like there was like random funny ones. There was ones I feel like you were roasting me, and then there was ones where <laughs> that were like you would have me now. Like I said, like the time I tell you, where you're like you like you're asking like do I do I have a big dick? And you she was like stop. And you're like do I have a big? Oh dick? God, I <laughs> fucking sound horrible. It was funny. I thought it was all oh, funny, God. but but I I just wondered what was the reason behind that. I was like I I I know you were trying to be funny, but I, I well, that's what I said. I thought it was funny, but then I also thought like is there like a reason behind this? Or is this guy I think just sometimes it may have been uh it may have been fueled by uh alcohol pot or uh, cough syrup that may have been the reason for it sometimes uh i don't know why i would say that shit unless i was going for something funny i i yeah i don't know yeah that was fine it gave me you know some content for my show so you know i never complained about it um i don't know it sounds like you're holding on to it five years later yeah, I hold I hold on to a lot of grudges. I do. I'm a grudge yeah. guy. Um, speak, Why, now, does that help you? Does that work for you? Do you get a benefit from that? No, but let me tell you something. Uh, so this past Friday, uh, I've been hanging out with these pickup guys. We talked about this on the last episode. The guys who yeah. started the pickup artist stuff. So there's this Brazilian guy I've been hanging out with. He's like this 21-year-old kid. He lives four minutes from me. And he's a nice kid. Like he picked me up and drove me home and stuff. And he's really into this pickup artist stuff. But he he doesn't speak English too well. So yeah. Friday night we're hanging out, and he brought he's hanging he one of his friends and one of these other pickup guys was like a dick, you know, to me. Uh, which happens sometimes with these guys. Like I said, because they, they follow this pickup stuff. Like I said, like a religion. And if you don't follow their religion, then they don't want to hang out with you. So we're hanging out, and this this guy. How about exaggerating? This guy had a really big nose. Which has nothing to do with the story, but he like a really giant schnoz, like, like his nose is like the whole fucking size of his face, like. But, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. so we're hanging out, and every th- I was trying to be, I don't like hanging out with other people's friends because every single time I've tried to hang out with other people's friends, sometimes in my life they've, been, I've had other people's friends be mean to me for no reason. Uh, sure. Like, uh, I was hanging out with this Albanian kid back in eighth grade, and he brought one of his friends and. His friends asked him in, in his language if I was gay or something, like, for no reason. And I, like, oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, I've had people, I don't like hanging out with other people's friends, you know? So, anyways, this guy, every time I try to talk to this guy, be nice to him, he was kind of being a dick to me. He was kind of, like, rolling his eyes, he said stuff. So, I got to the point where 
they wanted to just talk to random people on a street Friday night, and it was like 20 degrees. And I said, look, I don't want to stand out here in the cold and just talk to random people. Can we go somewhere? And they didn't want to go anywhere. Like, no, let's just stand here. So I left. And then the Brazilian guy chases it. And then um, I think they were talking to this girl. And this girl was like, oh, was that guy with you? And then then the big-nosed guy was like, ah, he's on some passive-aggressive shit. Um, she said that. To, wait, wait, wait. He said that. He said that he's About on. Oh, you? he's on some passive aggressive shit. That's a dick. Yeah. So, anyways, the Brazilian guy, he looked like he was about to cry because he like he wanted to hang out as a group, and he's like, oh, I just want to hang out. I said, Yeah, I know. I said, But I'm not getting along with this guy. And then the guy came over, and I said, Look, I feel like you're being a dick to me. And he kind of looked at me like like playing dumb, like, Oh, he's a how so? And I said, Well, every time I try to talk to you. You, you kind of like roll your eyes, you, you know, whatever. And I said, if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. But I don't like hanging out with someone I don't want to hang out with. I said, look, I'm just going to do, do my own thing. You guys can hang out. And he was like, no, I just, I didn't know what to say. You, you, say, you would say stuff. And then I was just like, oh, but I really didn't feel like that way. I felt like he was being condescending. Maybe it was a miscommunication, but they ended up leaving me, which was funny, which I was fine with because I didn't want to hang out with them anyway. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because I've been, uh, I've been called, uh, uh, passive aggressive uh, before, off and on by people. Yeah, did I uh, call you that? I don't know, but I mean, I've I've been called that by by people before, and I guess I am. I guess I am. I so, was I was once a semi regular on passive aggressive hours. So I guess uh, you got to be passive aggressive to be on that show. That's right. Well, you know what? I feel like it's a definitely that name is is uh accurate for what some of those people on that show are doing um i think that certain people on those that show named steve (laughs) communicated with and john kensel to some degree have shown some passive aggressive tendencies which makes sense i mean but I, i don't know i guess sometimes i've gotten a little bit of a feeling of I don't know if I thought it was passive aggressive or just aggressive from you. Like, almost like you thought that people were trying to fuck you over on stuff that they didn't really seem to be fucking you over with. For example, well, I'd have to think of a good example, actually. I think. Like, sometimes ahead of time, I've heard you say things like that you're, like, the most hated comic in Philadelphia. Now, is that how you feel? Well, I mean, when I say the most hated, that would be, you know, not the most hated, but I'm one of the most. I I am, according to the city, like, according to the comedians in the city, I'm not well-liked down there at all. And so that's what I mean. Um, like, I'm not going to say at the cabaret that I'm loved, but, you know, at the cabaret, I, I get along with most comedians there and stuff like that. But some of the comedians, there's comedians in the city who I don't even know who don't like me because someone told them that I'm from Northeast Philadelphia or because I do comedy at the cabaret or they just told them or because I called out a comedian or two, uh, for stealing, for allegedly taking one of my jokes. So, you know. So that's what I mean when I say that, you know. Do you want to call that person out again? 
I can call them out again, but it's it's not. I already I already made my post and I already I already got it out there. And the first I regretted it, but you know what's funny is I regretted it at first because I am the type of guy to say it to somebody's face, and I did feel like a pussy because I am the type to I've ha- I have pulled comedians aside off and on to say, hey, you know that joke you do? Like that's Nick DiPaolo's joke. You know that joke you do? That's you know. And it's yeah. always, they always say, nah, man, I've been doing that joke for years. It's always the same thing. It's never like one person goes, oh, you're right. It's always, nah, man, I've been doing that joke for years. So when someone took my joke, I just, you know, I didn't know this guy. He was a city comic. And I could have said something before I left, but I said, he's just going to, I don't know this guy. You know, he's not going to, he's just going to say the same thing. Oh, I've been doing that joke for years. So I blasted him on Facebook. So I know comedians, they... It definitely didn't help my reputation at as well at the time by doing that. It made me more more dislikable. And uh, so when I say the most hated, I don't mean the most hated in the city at but all. Hated. But I'm I'm very you know according to the center city thing, I am one of the uh, unlikable comedians. Like when I go to the open mic, you know certain you know there's certain people don't like me, which is fine. I, I think it's funny that comedians you know, walk out of my set or something, or they, you know, they're talk during my set, like, they're that angry. It's like, I just find it funny. Yeah. That's interesting. So, so, the people that tend to get annoyed with you are more likely to be, like, city, center city comics? Well, yeah, but they don't like, uh, I've been hearing for years, oh, this person's a center, uh, northeast, Northeast Philly comedian, they call it a Northeast comic and all that stuff. And really, yeah, because they're so over the top liberal because they think everyone in Northeast is a racist or they think everyone in Northeast is blah blah blah. But it's funny because you know one of the comedians who thinks like that, he got robbed one night at gunpoint walking home from an open mic. So I don't think I'm, I'm not saying that couldn't happen in Northeast Philly, but I never got robbed at gunpoint yet walking yeah. home from a uh, I spoke too soon, walking from an open mic, you know, from Philly, Northeast Philly. So, but it's like, I, I find, I find that funny too, that the whole Northeast versus Center City thing, when they go, oh, Northeast hack and all that stuff. And it's so, so weird to me that they think, you know, you do a show at a certain open mic and then that means you suck. I mean, I don't understand. Okay, sure. It's not like an amazing look. All right. Comedy, uh, cabaret is like, it's just is okay i guess but it's not it's not like this amazing room but it's also uh probably not worse than that good good comedy place that you mentioned before whatever fucking whatever liberal over the top rooms you know they have i don't know are those rooms better like just the rooms themselves the stages yeah, the theater's pretty cool. It's like really intimate, and um, it's it, they got like a green screen, not a green screen, a big screen, a video screen behind behind you, so they can like advertise their shows and stuff. It's a nice place, but uh, not all the comedians down there are bad. I don't have a problem with that many comedians down there, but it's funny. It's just uh, they're they're all click down there. Like like if, if someone trashed me on Facebook right now. Uh, and said, you know, oh, Josh Jacobu took one of my jokes or anything. No, not one comedian from the cabaret would take my side. Not one would ever really? upset. Not one. Not one comedian would get upset and say, "Hey, he's my friend." Not one. But in the city, if you go after one of them, they all gang up on you. You know. Do like, you think it's something to do with the fact also that you're? 
Are you saying that your uh, your fellow comics at in the Northeast don't stick up for each other, or yeah, like 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 for example, like Darren has some of those guys on his Facebook, and I don't know why because he doesn't talk to any of them. He doesn't meet them. He doesn't ever hang out. He never even sees them, and he has some of those guys. But I've been trashed before in forums once or twice. And some of those guys were there, and they never stuck up for me. You know, it's like they're afraid of the comics in the city, which I don't understand why. Because I'm one of the only comedians from Northeast that actually goes down to the city. I've always gone down to the city. Uh, there's a lot of comedians at the cabaret that never, unless they're doing the Philly's Funniest, they never go down to the city. I've always gone down to the city for open mics and stuff. So I find that funny that they're scared to burn a bridge. But yet these comedians aren't. They're not. They, they all stick up for each other, but... That's another reason why I think I infronted my Facebook because um, something that really pissed me off, um, and, and this is this is how I'm, this is what a reason I guess to back you up why I'm passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. I I did the Phillies funniest contest and it's a stupid fucking contest in the sense that you know I knew I was going to make it through the first round, but I wanted to have a good set. So there was two comed- there was three comedians actually that were doing it from the cabaret. John Rice, Darren, and this other comedian. I don't think you know him. His name's Andy Burbick. So I thought it'd be nice if we could all support each other. Because last year, I, I, I went down to see John Rice, and I recorded his set for him, and I put it on YouTube for him. And, uh, you know, I made, I made a Facebook post. I didn't want to message them, and I said, hey, if anybody wants to come down this week, I'm doing my Phillies Funniest. I'm not going to get through. but And I thought at least, you know, they would say, hey, let's all support each other. And, of course, they didn't. Now... I'm actually glad that it didn't come out because I bombed really bad. Like it was like Memorial Day Tuesday, the day after Memorial Day, on a Tuesday night, ten o'clock at night. So it was a shitty night. It was mostly comics in the back. There wasn't a big audience. It sucked. And on top of that, I got like no reaction. You know, I bombed before where I got a reaction. My last two Phillies funniest before that, I bombed. I bombed so bad I didn't put the video up. That's how bad it is. It's not even a funny. Was that the first time you did that with the Phillies Funniest? Like, did not put your video up? Yeah, first time. Because the the two before, if you watched the last two I did, I bombed, but I got a reaction. I at least got some groans. I at least got some laughs. This was nothing. Like, no laughs, no groans, just silence. Just me talking. It was so embarrassing. So, I'm glad nobody came out. But I was pissed because Goat came out to support me, you know. And I, I mean, he was doing his night. We supported each other and recorded each other's set. But I was pissed at Darren and John Rice because they're always like, oh, we're friends, man. Yeah, we're friends. But then we don't support each other. I mean, in the city, you know, they're douchebags and they're clicky douchebags. But they at least support each other, you know. Even if Do you think they go to everybody's show because, also because, like, they're already there? What's They're already that? in the city. They yeah. already live in the city. Yeah, it's, so it's easier for them to do it. But at the same time, it's not like like John Rice has a car. It's not like you know he's taking a, some two hour train ride or something. It's not like he was super busy. I know he could have made it out. He, but I would say, but nobody had to support me. But I thought it would be nice if we all supported each other. Not we. None of us were going to get through. But it's like, why not? They support each other. Why can't we support each other? But that's why I was pissed, and I didn't bring it up to Darren. Or John Rice or the other guy, but I was pissed. I was like, "Fuck these guys!" They always say we're friends. Oh, we're friends, but then it's like we don't ever support each other. Why not? Yeah, that is weird. I mean, I guess I'm guilty of it as much as anybody else. 
I uh, don't really show up to support people either. But, you know, I mean... It's not out of anger, though. It's out of... Purely out of laziness. That's all it is. Yeah, in my and that's the thing. It's like, and that's the, and that's the problem that I had. That is, I, I put too much. That was my fault. I put it in my head that you know I had this thing like, oh, we should put each other. Nobody thought that but me. But you know, no one has to. Like I said, I'm glad nobody showed up because I, I, it would have been so embarrassing if I actually brought people to watch me eat shit up there. But at the same time, I was just like, it would be nice. But then I realized, you know, uh. And that's another reason why I think I in front of my Facebook. I was like, I've known some of these people for seven years or six years, and you know uh, they would never put me on a show either. They would never, you know, work with me either. And I'm like, what is the point of this? You know? You know, that's interesting. Um, maybe you think about that because you do stand up a lot more often than I do. I never really thought about that stuff because I I don't know. I guess it just didn't occur to me to be annoyed about not getting invited on shows because i figured you know it's, it's i guess i assumed it's like an in-person thing and if you if those people actually catch a set of yours uh that that's how it works i i don't know yeah I mean, maybe like I said, i'm no- stupid maybe maybe i should be annoyed more often than i am i don't know well like i said that's why i'm passive aggressive but it's it's just more like i don't like see that's the thing i uh do you do you get offended when somebody calls you a certain type of friend instead of an actual friend? Like like if I said, "Oh, Brian, he's my he's my comedian buddy, but he's you know we're not real friends." Like yeah, I mean if somebody ma- made the effort to say that, I definitely would be annoyed. Yeah. So here's why I say that, and not just about you, but anybody. Um, I've had Darren, for example, say to me, like I said, "Oh yeah, we're com- we're just comedian, you know, comedy buddies." He's the type of guy to go, oh, that's bullshit, man. We're actual friends. And I told him, I said, dude, if I stop going to Cabaret forever, I would never see him again. Me and Darren don't hang outside of comedy. I only see Darren at the Cabaret. If I decide to stop going to Cabaret, I would never see him again. He's not going to call me up one night and go, hey, Josh, you want to hang out? You know, It's like, to me, a friend is somebody you hang out with outside of whatever you do. So he's the type of guy to say, oh, we're friends, man. We're friends. But then, like I said, he never wants to support we don't support me or anybody he doesn't do shit for anybody and uh he doesn't have to he doesn't owe me a damn thing but in my head i'm like well you always go you he told me years ago he was going to come out to support me for my philly's funniest i didn't ask him to he volunteered and then he didn't text me this is what really pissed me off he didn't even text me to say hey i can't make it out or anything but he had enough time to go on facebook and write a fucking three-page blog about some shitty movie he saw <laughs> and I brought that up to him, and I was pissed at him because I was like, I don't like when people say, "You're my friend, man. I care about you," but then they can't send a fucking text message, you know. So that's yeah. why I said I take things way too seriously. But that's well, why... I think you value friendship in a different way than the I do. I take I, I value it. You're right. I value it too much. And well, I don't know. Maybe it maybe it's other people are kind of blowing it. You know, kind of just. But I find that I'm regularly disappointed at how long people take, say, to get back to a message of mine or there's certain people who will read it and not respond. And I get really pissed off at those at those people. Yeah. Um, Yes, I I get it. There's there's this kid I used to be friends with in high school. Now, he would call me his best friend. I never called him my best friend. I, I wouldn't I never called anybody in my life my best friend. He called me his best friend, but. 
he would tell me, oh, you're my best friend, man, yeah, we're going to... And then he started to go to this trade school, and he was busy. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to be busy. We're probably not going to be able to hang out for, like, a long time, which I, which I knew was bullshit. I go, long time? What are you in show business? He goes, ah. no, nah, I'm just really busy. And he was hanging out with everybody else but me. So I would send him a text message. I think I sent him three text messages in, like, two months. He ignored every single one. And every single time, he had a different excuse. Oh, I was going to text you back, but it was too late. It was only 10 o'clock at night. Oh, this other time, I was going to text you back, but I forgot. Oh, this other time. And it got to the point where I was like, oh. And then he made plans with me to hang out for his birthday. And he blew me off. And then his excuse for it was his... He was like 23 at the time. He was like... Mm -hmm. He said his mom threw him a surprise party, and he got mad. Uh And then... So I unfriended him from my MySpace. And then he sent me this three-page like message like uh you're a piece of shit and i'm that's why you can't get a job and that's why no girls like you and i'm glad i'm glad you unfriended me and everything like that so i ignored him and then he messaged me the next day and said i can't believe you're doing this man we're like brothers we're like best friends i can't believe this i don't know what's happening man what's gotten into you so i ignored him and he would message me like every month and a half and he messaged me one day randomly said hey what's up faggot I thought he meant, like, joking around, like, hey, what's up, faggot? Yeah. And I ignored him, and I was just like, this guy, he ignored me for, like, six months. And he would, you know what the weird thing was? He had people, because me and him used to go to MySpace chat rooms, that's where losers we were. And he had all these random people from, like, Chicago he never met, Los Angeles. (laughs) He would write them back, but he wouldn't write me back, but I'm, like, his brother. That is fucking weird. So So I got rid of that guy, and we never hung out anyways. Uh, So... I'm the type Did of you person. know him from from the internet or? No, no, we went to high school together. Oh right, that's right. You went to high school. Yeah, we together. went to high school. Was he a stoner? No, no. So that's not even any good excuse for supposedly forgetting. Yeah, I. Uh, man, yeah, I, I've definitely had people in my life who have been like the type of people to. Um, to, to say, yeah, we're going to hang out, you know, we're, we're going to hang out all the time. And then it's like, you know, yeah, you reach out to them and it's like, okay. Now, the reason I don't really reach out to people too much is because I, I don't, unless I don't have a particular activity that I'm like focused on, I actually don't know what the fuck to say or do with myself. You know um, what the weird thing is? I don't know if this is psychology or not. Yeah. One thing I realized about people in general, doesn't matter if they're black, white, or man, whatever, is when I leave people alone um, and I I don't text them or anything, Mm -hmm. then I'm not saying that they ought, not all the time, but sometimes they want, they end up texting me to hang out or they end up texting me in general, but when I try to be close to somebody and send them a text message or say, hey, let's hang out some time, they usually always ignore me or or something. So what I do is I don't text anybody anymore or call people or anything because I realize the more I try to be closer to people, I get blowed off. And if those people want to hang out, we hang out. And if they don't, uh, then, you know, I feel like uh, it's about value and stuff like that. And I feel like people mm-hmm. want to be your friend if you have value. Problem is, I don't have much value in life. I don't have a car. I don't have uh, money. I don't have, you know, a, a cool social When you life. say value, you mean like people who want to use you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, I feel like everyone uses each other for something, you know? Mm. You know, like, even if it's not malicious, even if it's like, all right, well, this person, you know, we smoke weed together. This person gets me weed. Or, it may not be malicious, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I do know people like that, and I know people who, when I turned 21, wanted to hang out with me because I could get alcohol and then didn't. Uh, I definitely, but I don't think that's everybody. My personal experience, uh, that's some of the time, and, and I don't know if you're... Is it, when you say that people don't respond to you, uh, are you, are you saying that like that you've encountered this like tons and tons of times? Or are you saying this from a handful of experiences? It's happened a lot. It's happened almost every single friendship I have had, where I try to be when I try to like text people, they ignore me, and I'm like, and I read my text messages fifteen times. I'm like, did I say something wrong? If I say, hey, what are you doing? You want to get together? I'm like, did I say something wrong here? Like, is this offensive? Like. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, and then I got to the point I realized, you know, it seems like when I leave people alone, I don't text them. Then maybe I don't know if they get concerned or they just want to hang out. I go, it's probably better off that I just, you know, let people text me. I don't want to be like that because me personally, I want to. I don't text people who don't text me. But I'm like, I've given up on trying to uh, establish relationships because people come and go every time. I like you, for example. I feel like I'm fine with this because. Uh, I'm not offended at all because I feel like this is just you. Like, you know, you're disappeared and you come back, you know? And uh, Yeah, I get weird. I get depressed. I get distracted. I just, yeah. I you, don't need to, you don't even have, need to have an excuse for it, but I feel no, like... No, I'm you, not coming up with... I'm not trying to come up yeah. with an excuse. It's more of like a trying to come up with like a legitimate yeah. explanation. Um, but, but yeah, so like I said, like someone like you, like you're like like when I when I hear from you for a while, I think oh maybe maybe he's moved on with his life and he's doing, and then your your call or text or something or Facebook whatever, and then I have other people like that too. But I realize, you know, I'm 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 trying to every I'm trying I, I'm I'm done trying to figure people out. Like you know, is this person my friend? I go, I just leave people alone. I just go. I, I just put are you best. sure it's personal though? That's my question. Are you sure people don't just suck in general and it's not personal to you? I don't. I can't tell people stuff because every once in a while I think it might be me. I'm like, well, I can't sit here and say everybody's, you know, shitty and I'm great. Like I'm this uh, great guy, but I have been randomly, you know, blown off and I have been randomly ignored for no reason. Like I said, people, a lot of the friendships I had in life, it was only because the person was just bored. You know, like oh, they they were, they weren't in a relationship and now they are and now I don't hear from them or oh, they were. They were really they were unemployed, and then now they have a job, or you know, and people get busy, you know. But I feel like I don't, I can't tell. I can't tell if it's like, you know, they're like, uh, you know, they actually never wanted to hang out with me, or was it a phase? That's why I said like I feel like it's just it's better it's better off just to not to try to figure it out. It's just like leave people alone if they want to hang out. Here, you know, if not then uh, you know, leave them alone. You know, that's it. You know. Do you ever become like an obsessive person, like messaging somebody too much? No. Find that that stops them? No, never. Like I said, that's why I said, like, like the guy from high school I tell you about. I I used to never really text him that much, but I sent him like three text messages and like, and of course, like over two months, like just about stuff, because he said said he wanted to hang out, and then I left him alone. I said, all right, this guy's clearly mad, or he's hanging out with everybody else but me, and then that's when he hit me up so i'm a, I, i'm the type of person that if i if i text someone once or twice and they ignore me i leave them alone i'm like all right even like that with girls like i like the people tell me like when i used to be out and about and i used to you know get girls numbers and text them uh some some people say oh you got to be persistent i go yeah but she's she hasn't wrote back at all i'm like why should i write back like she hasn't even wrote back to even say hey i'm busy i go 
she hasn't shown any interest. I don't want to keep texting back at all. I don't want to come off yeah. leave. And she can't even write back to say, hey, I was busy or hey, or something. It only takes two seconds to send a text message in this busy world we live in with phones. I don't see why I should uh, continue. I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. But I also think that that some people, a lot of people just really just suck at texting people back. There's people that I, I really like and really get along with. Including, you know, including family members of mine who I text and I might not get any text back for like a week or two. And then the next week, you know, we talk regularly. So I'm not like trying to poke holes in your in your possibly totally correct idea. But I do think it's possible that it's not as personal as uh, you think it is. Yeah, well, that's why I said uh, I do overthink things, but. I think it's just because I've lost so many. I, I've ended many friendships before, and I've just, uh, you know, I'm just at a point, like I said, where I I may blow something up that isn't like if I text a girl, she might, you know, be actually busy, which I understand. But when I used to get numbers, I used to be like, well, okay, you know, uh, I would just be done. Like I'm not going to keep texting this person or anyone. So you're probably right, but. I'm tired. Like I said, I'm just, it's mentally tired to try to figure people out. Like, I just, it's, I wish I can just know, like, does this person want anything to do with me or not? You know, if they don't, I'm fine with that. Go on my life. But if they do, then it's like, they're not really shown in a good way. And I can't sit here and have a crystal ball and be like, oh, this person just has this way about them where they, they like to, you know, text, text when they're free or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's no. I get what you're saying. Maybe I'm. Maybe personally, I'm just like so have such an ego. I'm like, look, if somebody doesn't, and this isn't always how I think, but a lot of times I'm like, you know, if somebody doesn't think I'm worth talking to, that's their fucking fault, and that's their uh, then they're missing out. Who gives a shit? You know? You really feel? You really feel that way? Like they're missing out? You know? Like they're lost? Well, okay, okay. So that's no, no, no. no. I mean, I'm I'm really wondering. I'm really. I'm not trying to bust your balls. I'm really asking. Well, maybe a better way to phrase it is, I think, um, if they don't like me, that has nothing to do with how interesting of a person I am or how how much I'm worth hanging out with. Yeah, I but I mean, you think do like, think you do think you're a, a good person to hang out with and stuff, right? Um. You know, like I said, it's like an ego thing. Like, still, deep down, I feel like I'm boring as fuck. And I have no instincts in terms of what's fun to do when hanging out with people. There's definitely that there. Um, I've gotten better at it with years, but I'm still very socially um, awkward. And, and uh, yeah. So, so no, I, I don't necessarily... If I really really had to factually say, do I think I'm interesting and fun to hang out with? I'd say, depending on the person, but a lot of times, no. Now, what made you decide to still keep in touch with me? Because I never really uh, texted you that much over the years. I feel like you've mostly contacted me. Do you not care at all? Or, like, if someone Do I not to... care what? The fact that I never like really texted you first, like I never really made. Well, you know what? I never thought about it. I guess I assumed like, typically I find that that when people message me, it's because we've spent time recently hanging out, 
uh, I never thought like, oh, you know, he's not messaging me enough, so obviously I should never talk to him again. Uh, yeah, just, maybe this, maybe this I'm part just, of my thought process that never occurred. Maybe I'm just a needy cunt. I don't know. Oh, look, I'm needy with people I don't know too well. Um, for sure, like wanting approval and shit. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this particular case that you're asking me about. I don't remember like being. I assume that since we didn't see each other like that regularly, at least in in recent times, that that's really the reason that you know we hadn't been like exchanging messages. What do you think about uh, like doing YouTube videos again, but possibly get into a a physical physical altercation for the um, the, uh, a bunch of use. Interesting. Hey, look, I'm not opposed to it. I, I kind of, um, I think if it's a good enough clip, I, I mean, it depends what you're saying. I, I don't like want to go out there and aim to like try and beat the shit out of somebody. Because no, yeah. get you know what I mean. Like, like, like some of the YouTube videos I saw. Like, I can tell some of these are fake. Like, these guys would like, you know, they would. There's this one channel this guy has. It's it's Ari or something. This guy. It's like in a different country. He he doesn't have clever pranks, and they're, fi- and they're fake. And they're fake too. But he he just like walk up to somebody and go, "Oh, excuse me. Oh, you like you know, I like your shoes." And then he throw water in their face and just run. And he's really fast and he run away. <laughs> and he does. But you can tell it's got to be fake because everyone chases them. And then there's a few where somebody catches them and they don't hit punch him, but they like you know throw him on the ground and stuff. And he's like, "Oh, it's a prank, mate. It's a prank." And there's uh, this other channel where this guy, some of these guys have gone to the hood, like in really bad black neighborhoods, and the pranks when they steal hats off people's heads and all this stuff, and yeah. they've, gotten, they've gotten knocked out and, 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 and punched in the face. But all their views have over a million, some some like five, six million views. So I'm like, I don't want to get shot, you know. But at the same time, like, I don't know, maybe I'm not stepping this thing up enough, you know, like, maybe I, you gotta get ballsy, I guess, nowadays. What, do you but... have any ideas of things that may, like, are you just saying, are you willing to just go for it, or are you saying you have ideas right now that you think may turn into physical altercation? No, I was just thinking, like, I, I can come up with them, though, like, I can, you know, just, uh, you know, come up with something that's really mean that could possibly, you know... <laughs> <laughs> possibly like get someone pissed off at me but as, the reason why I could tell they're fake is this one YouTube channel you can tell by the angles they're too perfect and every single person chases the guy and I'm like in real life if you were just walking down the street and someone threw a pie at your face you wouldn't you wouldn't chase them you would be so shocked like what the fuck just happened why did someone throw a pie at my face you know or why did or why did someone just throw a water balloon at me or why did someone just just uh, tie my shoelaces and make me. So fall. if somebody threw a pie in your face, what would you do? I would be. Sh- I, I I don't know if I would chase them. I would probably be really shocked at first. It would take me a few oh, seconds yeah. to register. Like what the fuck just happened? I don't do good with fucking pranks, as as evidence in the uh, namesake of the show, the video with uh, Nick Doritos. Uh, yeah, I get. So I think I would be one of those people who would end up chasing down the pie oh, yeah. person. Yeah, so like I said, but I watched some of these prank, prank videos, and like I said, some of them are not really clever, they're just mean and stuff, but, you know, they get lots of views, and, uh, you know, some of them are just, uh, the, actually, you know what, I'm a fan of these guys, have you heard of Nelk? Nelk? 
N-E-L-K. They're like a team. And what they do is they go to stores. They put on the company shirt and they pretend they work there. And it's actually really real because they've been threatened to be sued. They've been banned from places. Like they're going to a, 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 a McDonald's and a guy would just walk right in and go, hey, it's my first day. And he shakes everybody's hand. <laughs> and then he just starts like touching food like with his hands, his bare hands. He's like, what are you oh, doing, shit. man? You gotta have gloves on. He's like, oh. <laughs> and then they call corporate. He goes, you don't work here. Get out of here. And the guy's like, no, 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 I work here. And then uh, it's really funny stuff. Uh, I feel like they have the best uh, prank channel out there because it's actually yeah. real and it's uh, re- really funny and different stuff. That's really funny. Yeah. NLK. NLK. So wow. yeah, they they have they have a lot of uh, subscribers. I think they have over a million. And one of the guys I think is arrested now because that they had wanted oh, pictures. Shit. Well, they have wanted pictures up of them doing this. They've done it in so many places. Wow. Uh, so what crime? What was the crime that ended up getting him arrested? I guess it's just messing with a business. I don't know what the bit like a gym sued them because the guy was trying to act like a personal trainer, and uh, Jim sued them for something. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, some sort of like slander. touching maybe is like maybe slander maybe slander because you know you're slandering the company and oh by providing bad fake service yeah but they never signed anything so i don't know how that works but yeah uh-huh. I, i've been watching their videos and i get a kick out of them i think they're pretty good uh that's great i yeah it sounds you know that's interesting because you know if you actually work at a mcdonald's and you go into another well, that's a bad example. Let's say you work at a, well, let's say a Best Buy or a Target or something, and but you work at a different location. If somebody asks you, you know, do you work at a Target? Or however they say, you know, technically you're not lying. But I guess the videotaping is like the main, is one of the main things, right? Yeah. Well, you know what the funny thing is, for me watching public freakout videos, um, it's illegal to record in Walmart because it's it's considered a private business, and it's kind of mm-hmm. funny because there's people out there who like they record like an employee, and the employee will come over and say, "Yeah, you got to turn that camera off," and they go, "I got a right to record. This is public," but they really? don't realize that Walmart is a private business and they have a right to say, "Hey, we don't want you filming in here." So um, it's so are you of, saying any place that's indoors? I don't know about every place. I just know Walmart is considered a private business. I think Starbucks is considered a private business, but um, you can record in there. But um, I don't know if it's a big law, like you get like arrested or. But I guess if they just depending on how bad what you do is, if they decide to take legal action, you might actually lose because it is a private business. But I guess if they tell you to not record, if they know it, uh, you know, like like the videos we did, uh, if we blurred out their faces and it, you know stuff, it would have been you know it would have been fine. But, you know, uh, yeah. But we didn't. No, we didn't. Yeah. The sausages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed recording the prank videos. I felt like we were kind of getting good at it a little bit. And then uh, we got the cops called on us, apparently, by that black lady at the... Uh, oh, God. What was that restaurant called? The Ch- Chang's? P.F. Chang's? Or uh, I don't know if it was P.F. Chang's or Panda Express. Yeah, Panda Express. Yeah, so... I yeah. had the soup... Whatever concoction we had that was the fake vomit. Oh, it was oatmeal in a water or something. Oh, okay. The the fake puke, you mean? 
Yeah, yeah, where I... I yeah, know, that was pretty well. good. I feel like we could have did that one with some more. Yeah, I'd like to... Well, if, if we do that again, I'd like to try it again so we can get it, like, maybe even find a better puke consistency, but I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, that was pretty good, but like I said, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like, I'm just thinking about, like, just coming up with, like, mean pranks on the street and see someone ends, hey, look, if someone ends up punching me in the face, as long as it gets a million views, then I would be pissed if someone punched me in the face and I got, like, eight views. I would be like... No views? I would be like, I give up. Like, usually when you get punched in the face, that's an automatic million views right there. Yeah, ideally, I think the video should uh, be, end up having to be used as crime scene evidence. Like yeah, that's how I'll know that I really went for it if I do it. <laughs> I, I when you say mean pranks, do you have anything in mind, or is that like, is, or is that uh, something that, like I said, like anything? Like I'm pretty sure. I see. I I haven't thought of anything yet, but I'm pretty sure I can come up with something. I don't mean like super mean, where like I make somebody cry. Just <laughs> you know, like just like the videos I saw, like they end up chasing me or they end up saying, "Just get the fuck out of here." And I'm like, you know, it could be telling them like an offensive joke or it could be uh you know anything you know it could be uh fucking uh maybe you get behind them and i push them over you and then we both oh, run. a and person we... yeah oh shit and then we both run <laughs> when it gets when you initiate the physical altercation <laughs> Man, that person, I don't know what the laws are, but I think they get to retaliate. I'm like, I'm like, it's a prank, dude. It's a prank. It's a prank, dude. Yeah. Did you see the one with Roman Atwood, the uh, gas station one where he was pretending to steal people's gas? Yeah. Yeah. That was, he's like you were saying, he's like, it's a prank, dude. It's a prank. Yeah. I don't know if those are real. I, I, somebody, somebody that seen... sucks, man. Some of them, some of them seem fake, but like I said, because just based on the reaction, but that might be that might have been real. It didn't look too fake, but I I saw uh, I I remember this one YouTuber guy, he got knocked out because well, see what he did wasn't a prank. He went up to people and said, "You want to kiss my ass?" That's not a prank. <laughs> and he went up to this black guy and said, "Do you want to kiss my ass?" And when he looked the other way, the black guy punched him so hard he he got knocked out cold. And it's 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 actually real because. This guy used to have a pickup channel where he used to teach guys how to pick up girls, but then he he stopped doing that, and then he he started doing a prank channel, and I think that's it. He never did uh, pranks after that. He got knocked out cold by this guy. Oh fuck! Yeah, so does he I do. Uh, I think I I don't know if I remember some. So wait, does he do his pickup thing now? No, or? no, he's he's done. He's he's done with that. That's why he left. Um, oh shit, man! You know, but uh. Yeah, man. What did he get? Like PTSD from that event? I don't know, but like his face was like cut up, like his mouth was bleeding and stuff. And uh, yeah, man, I think man. yeah, they don't. I'm checking the YouTube channel right now. I don't think that they do videos anymore. Simple Misfits. It was called his prank channel. The main reason. I and uh, last video they did was a year ago, but that happened. That knockout thing was that was years ago, but. Yeah, it's all it's all over YouTube. He got knocked out like really bad. Um, so, but that wasn't a prank though. Someone made a good point. They're like, it's not a prank. There's usually a prank. There's a trick. Uh, wasn't really a trick if you say to somebody, "Hey, you want to kiss my ass?" You know. 
All right, take three. All right, we're back. Yeah, so I had to miss uh, the disconnect from my Comcast cable connection. They randomly do that sometimes. That sucks. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, so, yeah, we were talking about uh, a possible guest, Nick Doritos, and uh, we get, I was going to have him on tonight. I was going to text him and say, hey, you want to do the show? But as I was saying, um, uh, he was on the second episode of the BJ and ED show, and that ended, so I didn't want to curse this show and uh, have him on the second episode of this show. I didn't know if it would go well, so you know, get, him, get him on for the next episode, you know? We'll get him for the next one. Yeah, so, uh, did we already explain, well, do we need to explain who he is? I guess, I don't know that that's necessary. Nah, we we don't have to explain who he is, but he's pretty much, long story short, he's the man to coin the phrase of the title of the show. Real life, true life, not Doritos. God, that's such a great, and that was a reference to uh, another comic that you mentioned earlier, Matt Reese. Yep. Is that he had some joke? Do you know what his Doritos joke? Well, I don't know if he would. It was something about being pulled over by a cop, and he had Doritos. Oh, and then Nick's joke was about being pulled over by a cop. So he's saying this is true life, not Doritos. Yeah, but out of context, it's just such a great line. Yeah, you don't know what the hell it means. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know what, Nick's. I'm going to say this. uh, Nick has been. He 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 tries to act like he doesn't do stand up much. He's been going. On, he's been going on cabaret almost every other week, and he writes really good topical jokes. Like he's been killing. Really, he goes on at the end, and he just fucking does his topical jokes. And actually, he had a really good bit. He he pulled out his phone and said, "Hey, I got this app called Roasted. I made. Pretty much, you type in what the person looks like, and they give you a roast joke. And every single time he describes somebody, his line was, uh, "Nice shirt." <laughs> And so he has a lot of funny stuff, man. He's one of those guys that, like, uh, I don't know, there's a bunch of guys, like, I would put you in that category. You, him, that, you know, guys who, they're not really motivated to do stand-up, but they have, I I can picture you or him on a show, like a professional show, either writing or... uh, Oh, you're embarrassing me now, Josh. No, No, really, I I really think that, I I don't, a lot of people I know think you're funny. John Kenzel thinks you're really funny, Darren thinks you're really funny, I think you're really funny. Uh, uh, Nick Doritos thinks you're really funny, a lot of people think you're really funny. Interesting. Yeah. I have this weird rival, so-called rivalry with Nick that, like, for the longest time, if I ever think anything, he, he does, I guess I'm sort of over it at this point, but I... It, like, pained me to say that something he did was funny. Like, yeah. it, Even though I knew it was, I was like, I don't want to say this, but I think that was funny. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, that's so weird. Do you think he's ashamed to say that he's a comic, and that's why he's downplaying his the fact that he does comedy? No, I think that he just, for some reason, he likes to, sometimes he just likes to hang out. But for out of the blue, he just started going up, and uh, he's been um, he's been going up almost every other week, and he does he's been doing really good, and uh, he's been writing more, and I think he's really getting into it now. But he just uh. he's modest about it. He's like, yeah, I do it once in a while, but he's been doing it more than once in a while. He, I would say he does it occasionally. I heard that ever since his dad actually died, he really did want to get him to stand. <laughs> That's probably true. Oh man. 
But that's it. His I, dad dies. Oh well, listen. He but he brought that on himself. He he created that whole <laughs> that whole bit. The Back to the Humorous. Every once in a while, I watched the Back to the Humorous special episode we did. With, remember with me, you, Matt Reese, where we talked about it afterwards. Oh yes, yes. That's that was pretty good. That was that was one of the good ones. We Jack, we had the Jack and Fat show. The Jack and Fat wasn't the other show being filmed that night. The um, the Rob Lewis episode. Another. Yeah, yeah. We did two. We used to do two in one night. We used to we used to be into it. Like that was back when Darren he actually wanted to do videos and he was really into it. And then I think. Uh, Either I ruined his YouTube channel, but I created that channel. Back to the Humor was my idea. The name and everything. All those videos. Really? I mean, all the videos, I'm in like 85% of them. So what did the uh, the cards that he gave out for the show, What did they? whose name did they have on them? What parts? Card. He had business cards for Back to the Humor. Oh, it just had, it just said, I think it just said Back to the Humor. I think it just had his Gmail on there and his, his name or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, so he doesn't work on those anymore? No, I think that he just got... T- well, you know what? I think a part of the reason was he used to have a camera, and it was his friend's camera, and his friend got wanted it back. And I have my camera, so we can record on mine, but I guess it's not the same, because the fact that it's not his, I guess he's not really motivated to shoot anymore. <laughs> but he used to be obsessed. He used to... Even when I was in the mood, he goes, let's shoot some videos. We gotta shoot. We gotta shoot. We gotta shoot. And uh, not, not so he- much... I gave him an old cat. I said I had this thing on uh, Facebook. I was like, I have this old camera that I don't use anymore. Whoever wants it, uh, message whoever messaged me first can have it. And he did. Uh, so I don't know what the fuck ever happened to that camera. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I do remember that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I I think he's at a different place now. Like I think he's he's writing a book. I heard. I don't know if it's really? an actual book, but he said he's working on a novel. I forgot what it's about. He's going to try to get published. Interesting. And is it I, called Moose Dumps? I, I th- it might be that. It's, it's some sort of horror stories he did write, but I think it's it's based on that, but not Moose okay. Dumps. But I think um, he is going to come up with some no- a novel he's working on, and you know, and uh, we, he wanted to do rap songs with me. We did some rap songs, and then he. Uh, same thing. He used to use his camera to record his voice on there, and he gave it back. So we stopped doing rap songs so too. So D Train, D Train, was yep. that Darren, or was that somebody else? That was the D Train. Yep. Oh, that was okay. That's his rap name, the D Train. <laughs> the Train. The D Train. That sounds like fucking whore's favorite thing to ride. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But so Darren's. Uh, Darren's a, a, I guess, like the person we've mentioned the most on the show besides Nick. Do you guys still keep in touch at all? Uh, who? You and uh, Darren Martinez, Philadelphia comic turned writer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I see him at the cabaret. But if it wasn't for that, like we didn't talk at all the whole summer because, like I said, we're in, we're not that close. But uh, you know, I see him at the cabaret week. We talk a little bit, but you know, Darren used to hang out after the cabaret show years ago before he used to host he used to hang out he used to go in a car with a bunch of comics and smoke weed and hang out all night but yeah. over the last year or two as soon as the show's over he leaves he doesn't hang out anymore and he used to actually give me oh. shit he's like when i used to leave early he used to go why are you leaving early man come on you know hang out and then now as soon as the show's over he's like all right guys and he's gets 
It just goes oh. right home. Does uh, his girlfriend drive? Like, is that the deal? Or? No, I think he. Uh, she doesn't come around. She's busy with work. He uses his dad's car now, so. So weird. I saw her. I saw her at the mall a little, like, well, the longest time ago, and she was there with her brother, and I, th- <laughs> I thought she was like out with some other guy that, because she was real short. She was just like said hi and then kept walking. I was like, wait, did I just like see her out with some other guy and she was short with me because she was embarrassed. And thought I would tell him, but it turned out to be like her brother or something. Well, that could be possible, you know. Girls got side dick. Yeah. Well, you know what? I guess it could be both. Yeah. Somehow. No, I don't know. Um, I think. Yeah. Well, I was wrong. I assume. Oh, otherwise, if it is another guy. And she's been committing to this bit for a long time because I've seen it on her Instagram and shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's cool. That's that they're happy. You know, they got that thing going on. But yeah, whatever. like I said, the cabarets change. It's like you know, used to be so many guys used to hang out there, and nobody really hangs out much after the show. Yeah. Is that why do you think that is? Do you think just yeah, I guess because you know. People people have moved away. Like Rick Rabotin, he moved down to the city like a a year and a half ago or whatever. And, uh, you know, he used to be one of the main guys hanging out. Dan Mahan, he used to come out all the time. He's busy. Oh, he doesn't anymore? He comes around sometimes. He's like a truck driver now, so he comes around. Oh, he still drives the truck? I knew he had that, like, horrific accident where he had to jump yeah. out of the truck while it was on fire. I can't tell if he's joking or not, but he said when he was laying in his car... And someone pulled him out, and he was half conscious. One of the last things he thought of is, "I'm never going to hear Josh Jacobu tell a rape joke again." <laughs> I wonder if that's true or not. Oh, was he like really upset? <laughs> I just wanted those rape jokes. But yeah, so he comes around once in a while. So yeah, it's it's really changed, and uh, it's you know people don't hang out as much. But you know, it's fine. I guess you know nothing lasts good forever. They say. Uh, is that what they say? Yeah, nothing stays good forever or something, or nothing. Except the Hershey that bar. That guy, uh, oh, by the way, so I'm trying to think of, there's like you, uh, trying to think of people who still go, so you said Dan Mahan goes there sometimes. Yeah, uh, once in a while. Once in a while. You and Dan Mahan, does Simply D still go there? No. Okay. So it's not many other old people. Yeah, that's why I said it. It's just it's changed. People come around once in a while, and uh, there's new faces, but some of them don't really talk, you know, to people that much. Some of them are just quiet or whatever. And you know, there's a few new people that hang out there and stuff. And John Rice used to. He's dating a girl now, so he doesn't hang out anymore. He he goes to Jersey to see his girlfriend. He used to be one of the main guys to hang out and drink all night. So Shit. yeah, man, it's uh. It's not the hangout spot it used to be. It's a new generation. Yep, yep, new generation. You gotta go down to the city and fucking, you know, fucking try to fit in by being over-the-top liberal and offended and be a social justice warrior nowadays to make friends in comedy. I refuse yeah, to do that. Yeah, or to get laid. That's the thing people do, too, I think. Yeah, well, you say, like, you gotta say, women can be funny, too. I only say that when I want to get laid. <laughs> Who's your favorite female comic? 
Um, hmm, Are you question. a Sarah, Sarah Silverman fan? I would say in terms of my... Well, yeah, I, I liked her last uh, special. Um, you like the fact that she hates Trump and that's all she really talks about? I didn't realize that. I heard that's all she talks about on Twitter is all day is Trump, mm-hmm. Trump, 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 Trump. Well, you know, I'm not... Re- I... I it depends if you have something funny to say about him. I don't know. Um, I think... Well, you're like... Look, I'm not super into political comedy, but I have to be honest, I have been following politics more now than than ever. So I don't know her Twitter stuff. I just enjoyed the last uh, stand-up special that I watched. Mm. How about you? Do you... Who do you like in terms? Do you have any female comics that you enjoy watching, or do you still hate women? Oh, I still I still hate women. I, I don't think most of them are funny, but um, I I I like I think Bonnie McFarlane's pretty funny. I don't know if I ever seen her stand up, but I her did like. She's pretty good. Podcast. Um, she's pretty good. I mean, because like, the reason why her stand up is funny is because she kind of comes out and seems like she's like a stereotypical female like she does like you know the innocent you know thing and then she has like a mean clever twist at the end so she's pretty good but uh i was listening to the passive aggressive hour recently and Mm -hmm. steve reese had a he was talking to this female co-host he had and he was asking her about he was talking about it and he said the reason why uh you know i the female comics don't stay in the business that long is because they're only doing it uh uh, I forgot what his bizarre reason was. He said something like they like they're not doing it to be successful like men are. Men are trying to be really successful at it because they want to get laid and stuff like that. And women are just doing it uh, just because uh, just because they're bored or something like that. But I feel <clears throat> I feel like it was a really bad explanation. Like I would have said that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. yeah what I would have said was um, I've heard many excuses why women say that. Uh, uh, men, men, uh, w- women are funnier. Can be funny. One of them, I think I was listening to Bonnie's podcast. Uh, My wife hates me, and she had some female comic on, and she said that, and this is what the female comic on Past Aggressive Hours said too. She said, "Well, there's way more guy comics." I was like, "If there was way more female comics, I think that there'd be maybe a few more Amy Schumer's and stuff, but it would still be a lot that sucked." You know? I mean, like, there's I a reason. There's a reason like the- why. There's a reason right. why a lot don't do it. You know, it's like uh, they know that they want to be good at it. You know, so why? I don't know. I mean, I think it's like a boys club type thing where if there's any group of people, um, the more there are, the more good there's going to be and the more bad there's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, when people say that, I mean, it's true that guys do a lot of shit like might a guy is. Yeah, more likely to get into stand-up to get laid than a woman is going to get into stand-up for that reason, just because I think women are different about sex, and also um, men are more shallow, and I think would probably more likely hook up with an attractive girl who happens to do stand-up than just a girl based on her humor. That's just kind of a generalization, but I I think it's just kind of the fact that stand-up is is dominated by men right now anyway. Yeah, but I feel like the whole boys club excuse uh, is an excuse because, uh, number one, uh, you know, now now that comedy shows are, 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 are about, like, 
being diverse. Like, oh, we got to have more female comics on shows. We got to have more black. We get less, pretty much less straight white white guys. Um, you can, you know, women they, they can start a female comedy. They have female comedy shows, so they can have a female comedy club. They can have a female comedy community if more decide to do it. But that's what I'm saying. For a long time, uh, bitch has been lazy, and uh, that's why there's so many guy comics, you know. And 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 I, here's another excuse I heard. I heard that. Oh, uh, I don't think guys are necessarily funnier. They're just better at being loud. And I think that's bullshit because... I mean... You mean to tell me that women can't be loud? They can't They can't scream? They can't yell? Like, they can be loud. They don't have to go on stage and be all quiet like like Ann Smith. You know, they well, can... That's uh, the irony, right? That's like... That's a sexist argument in itself. Men are, men are loud, so they're, they're more likely to be comics. Like, I don't yeah. understand how that's not being sexist. So, so, so all they have to do is be loud. Then, if a female comic feels that if that's that's um, that's true, then all she has to do is be loud, and then she, you know, she'll make it. And here's another thing I heard. I heard another female, different female comic. This is this is back when I used to listen to My Wife Hates Me. She said Bonnie McFarlane used to have all these shitty female comics. So one said, you know, that I, I don't think that girls are necessarily. Uh, guys are funnier than girls. I think there's funny guys and there's funny girls. I just don't think they, the girls get a lot of opportunities. And I think that's bullshit too because every single time you do stand-up, that's an opportunity. That's that's why it's so hard. Like someone gives you a microphone and says, here you go. Here's five minutes. Go up there in front of whatever. It's 13 or 30 or 300 people and go kill. You know. So what do you mean there's no opportunities? Every single time you perform is an opportunity. Well, so, okay. So, so when you say opportunities, I mean, is are they referring to opportunities to get on stage? Period. Is like it, shows is it to um, get on, sh- get booked on shows. Yeah, like I think booked on shows. Female, go ahead. I'm sorry, booked on shows, auditions, all that stuff. But I've seen female comics get comedy specials because they needed the female comic. So you know, how's that not an opportunity? Well, isn't it kind of like the token black person? It's like. Well, not comedy's not a good example because there's tons and tons of black comics that I know of. But isn't like, isn't it rare to have more than one female comic on a comedy show, on a stand-up show in general? I don't know. Like, I, like I, that's what Steve was talking about. Steve, on the past Regressive Hour, there was a comedy show. They had a female comic, uh, a gay Latino, a black. I think it was two straight white guys. And it was something else. And Steve brought up, he said, come on, this was done on purpose. And the chick was like, look, you can't just put a bunch of white guys on a show because you're not going to have the same, you're going to have the same perspective over and over. You got to have diversity because that's perspective. And um, Now, if it's two white guys, I mean, there's still more white guys than any other group on the show. Although I get the point of like, forced diversity if that's kind of what you're, what yeah. you're saying but it should it's, be i mean if you put on your own show you can put on whoever the fuck you want like i said there's all female comedy shows there's all black comedy shows all gay all latino yeah. all whatever but uh the whole perspective thing it's like uh it should be based on i mean it doesn't have to be it's your show but it should be based on like who's funny you know you put exactly yeah yeah i know I but at the same the time worst. like i said like that's what I'm saying. Like female comics segregate yourself. They go all female comedy shows, ladies of comedy, all that stuff. But then some of them complain, like, "Oh, there's so many guys. It's a boys' club." He goes, "Yeah, but when someone puts a comedy show on with five guys, 
it's not called the guys comedy show. It's just like no, these are five funny people. You know, it's not like oh, this is a guy show. But, when but isn't that it, like isn't that kind of like saying you know there should be White History Month? Like there should I think be. I think guys in comedy, I think there should like be White History Month. And uh, sorry to cut you off. I, I think there should be a White History Month, and that Colonel Sanders guy should be like the you know from KFC. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he should be the he should be the uh, spokesman for. It. Real? <laughs> Why? I don't know because he just looks he's like got a, real, a white suit. Does he and look he's like got a powerful white beard and white skin? Does he look like a powerful white guy holding a bunch of chicken and just wearing that suit? <laughs> well, that's got to be a. Uh... <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But anyways, like I said, like uh, I'm totally down. Like I don't, I don't get offended at all when I see like all female comedy show. I go, oh, that's cool, or all black show, or anything. But I like when people like, uh, like that's my my prediction for comedy in the future is comedy posters and look like diversity posters. Like, like you know, got to be at least one gay, one black, uh, one Latino, you know, something like that, or trans maybe. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it just seems like, like I get Steve's point. It does seem. You know, kind of force, like you know, like oh look, diversity, and it's like that's cool. But actually, Helium Comedy Club in the summer. I don't know if you heard about this. They had a diversity show, right? Yeah, um, uh, auditions. And I try to sign up for this. Now I'm Cuban and Polish. You, you want to talk about diversity? How many people do you know that are Cuban and Polish? And uh, and of course, they didn't write me back. But m- pretty much, diversity usually means not white. You know. Yeah. But I'm Cuban and Polish, and I'm like, I'm pretty fucking diverse, you know? But, you know, they're probably afraid, maybe they heard about me, oh, they'll put that guy on, he's uh, he's going to say cunt on TV, which I would have. But that's, you know, that's not the point. It's like, I'm oh, very... Oh, shit, di- it was for TV? I don't think it was live TV, but they, they okay. showed, they would show some of it. You had to be clean. I could be clean, by the way, if you asked me to. But if, if nobody yeah. asked me to, I'm not going to be clean. When was the last time you wrote a clean joke? Oh, cl- well, I guess clean you don't really sit down and think like, ah, I'm gonna write a clean joke. No, I do. I, no, no. Uh, anytime I think of a joke, I uh, I write it down. And it, sometimes yeah. it is. Sometimes it is clean. And I told you uh, when we were doing the the BG and H show, I did yeah. a show in uh, near Temple campus. It was a cl- family friendly show. They said a clean uh-huh. comedy show. I did seven minutes, and I did mostly puns, and it was clean. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't curse. I didn't do a rape yeah. joke. Didn't say cunt. No racial jokes. I talked about my race a little bit, but I didn't, you know, do anything offensive. And uh, the audience was uh, they're 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 kind of into it. So I can perform clean, but it's uh, you might say, why don't you do that every time? Well, because it's not what I got in a comedy to do. Number one, and number two, it's like uh, you know, if, if like if you really want that, you have to tell people. You know, hey, I want you to be clean. If not, then it shouldn't matter. But yeah, that's a good point. Like a lot. People they think can't be clean is just because you know they were never asked. It's true. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know if you. Uh, this is kind of weird. So this past Wednesday, it was pretty dead at the cabaret. Typical night, no audience members, nine comics in the room, pretty dead energy. And I had a white Russian, and a white Russian gets me pretty drunk, like really fast, especially at the cabaret. The bartender, he makes really strong drinks. So. I had a white Russian. I got I got the cabaret. I was I was there for like ten minutes. I was already drunk. And then this community, you know, the guy who does open mic Trump. His name's Will Fitz. Yeah. So he works for a funeral service thing. So he actually had the uh, the, 
his van, the, the company's, uh, he was on call, I guess. So he had the company's uh, truck there with like the, mm-hmm. the um, stretchers, the the corpse. I don't know what they're called. I call them corpse corpse stretchers, whatever. So I, I did a joke about looking dead. I was like, I kind of look dead right now. I'm just tired. I, so he actually went in his, uh, the company's truck. He got out the stretcher and said, you sure you're dead? You want you want to you want to get in? And I, <laughs> and I actually got in the stretcher. Uh, I didn't get inside it, but I got on top of it. And he was going to wheel me out, but I was too fat that I couldn't. He couldn't strap me. He <laughs> couldn't strap wait. me in fast enough. So, wait. but yeah, yeah it was. I wish I had it. Uh, I have the audio, but it, you can't really. But I wish I had it video recorded. It was pretty. It was pretty weird. Need to get somebody to animate it or something. So, where was this? Which club? Of course, the cabaret. Where else do but I? But how do you get a fuck? So was the stretcher actually brought into the showroom while you were yeah. on stage? Yeah, So he just he just went. As I I saw him walk out, so I thought he had a call, and he went in his van. He got out the stretcher. He opened up the showroom, and I saw him bring it in. And at first, I didn't know what he was doing. I was like, I was like, what are you doing? And then he was like, Come on, you, you're dead. Okay, I'll take you out of here. And I was like, All right. So I put the mic down on the stool, and I I got on top of it. And I used to work with him a week and a half. Uh, before they fired me uh, at the funeral place, and the actual corpses have been on. Even though they wash it, actual dead bodies go on that thing every single day. Wow! So, just not even like a layer of something in between. Wow! No, no, no. no. They, they, like I said, they wash it. Like, they wash it, and on top, it's um, they have like a blanket thing, and it goes. Yeah. The corpse goes underneath, and I was laying over the blanket, but still. I was laying where there's lots of dead bodies, so it's pretty weird. But uh, yeah, did you feel like close to the dead? No, because I worked with. I told you I worked there for a week and a half, so I I had no clue that I can even work with the dead. I thought someone told me my sister was worried I'll have nightmares and stuff, and somebody else said that too. I didn't have any nightmares, um, but I saw. I think the creepiest thing I saw working there a week and a half was this guy's eyes were open. Oh fuck! Which happens a lot, but his oh. eye, he, he had like a glow in his eyes, like you can kind of see like this gray type glow in his eyes. So I just didn't make eye contact with him, and I just blocked it out of my head. Like, all right, I'm just picking up a dead animal, and I just zipped him up, and we picked him up, and that was probably the creepiest thing I think I saw. Dude, um, that's crazy. I I was just thinking about like I've gone to work, fucking on cough syrup and shit before, which is not good, but I did. If I had gone into work there and was fucked up that day, I might have ended up like just like staring into the dead guy's eyes for like an hour. And that would have been. Well, it would have been an hour because, you know, uh, usually what happens is when you get to the corpse, you know, after you get you get to the body, uh, mm-hmm. it's very quick. You know, they, they put a toe tag on it. You know, they uh, they 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 search to make sure there's no jewelry. And then, you know, you wrap it up in a blanket, uh, put it up on a stretcher, you know, you zip it up, and then, you know, you take it out. So you wouldn't have been able to stay, stare for an hour, even if you wanted to. Now, didn't you say that that guy got fired from there for touching uh, dead women's breasts? Oh, did I say that? Um, I probably I said it as a joke. No, I, I got fired. Ooh. I got fired because I couldn't parallel park the uh, hearse. And, uh, <laughs> and the guy was worried. I mean, he had a right to fire me because my parallel... Uh, he saw me parallel park in his SUV and, and limousine, and I didn't hit anything, but I was just tight spaces, certain places you go to, and uh, yeah. he was worried I was going to scratch his shit up, which I would have, by the way. So he made the right call fire me. But I was going to work there for six months, and it paid really great money, 
and I would have been yeah. able to pay my car off at the time. So, eh, what are you going to do? I tried. Do you think it would have made you crazy? No, I worked there for a I was for the, the debt wasn't the uh, <clears throat> the problem. It wasn't like it, that was I was fine with that. It was being on call. Like, you know, they call you three o'clock in the morning. You got to get up. You know, that was the worst part of the job. Oh shit! The corpse yeah. thing. I just like I said, I blocked that out pretty well. I didn't even. That was the fun part. The sad part. The only the, the only day was let's say it was sad. The weirdest thing that happened. It was kind of sad. Was that we went into a, this person's home, and uh, me and Will Fitz, and it was like a big family in there. And I guess the grandfather of the family died. So we walk in. These little girls start crying. Like oh no! They start freaking out, and we go into the room. Oh, shit. And we pick up the body, and it's really heavy. We put it on the floor, and the whole family, like 20 people, are just watching us. And we zip this guy up, and then we, we move him to the van. And as we move him to the van, the whole family's behind us, just like like walking behind us, watching us put this body in there. And it was like really intense, and it was just like really f- fucked up. Did you? Were you telling yourself, like, look, I don't, I don't know this person? Like trying to be like hey. no, I mean I wasn't sad at all. I just felt I felt bad for the family, but uh, I it wasn't like a tense mo. It wasn't like crazy. You were carrying a dead body, and it wasn't an intense moment. That's really interesting. <laughs> no, I didn't. Do you I think you're a little... psychopath? I probably am. I don't know. No, I guess you got. I guess there's got to be people to do that. So someone just, has to do. Got to figure it out. Yeah, so let's wrap this episode up right now. I think we've gone for about two hours or so. Let's oh, pre- wow. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so um, you, I, I just typed in your show. I, I see it now. It's on iTunes. B-E-D show, bed show. Yeah, I have to fix that. It says, like, be lion blogger or something. Yeah. Eh, and in my know. head, I'm like, Josh is, Josh is going to be paranoid and think that I put B Lion to exclude him from the credits. Nah. Be that's... honest. Did that go through your mind for a no. second? No, I didn't, oh. I didn't even think of that. Okay. That's your ego. That's my ego. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, uh, next week uh, we're ha- we're, we'll see if we can get the man himself on who, who coined the phrase True Life Not Doritos. See if he goes on and do some topical jokes maybe and some other stuff. And uh, we're going to try to keep it interesting for you, niggas. Yeah, that's right. What he said. <laughs> I won't repeat it, but I get what he's... Yes. All right. All Not right. that I'm above that. I just didn't say it. All right. Till next week. Till next week. All right. Bye. Bye.